safaris, Instagram, guides rooms, and everything in between. This is the Wild Eye Podcast. Hey everybody, my name is Jerry, I'm from Wild Eye, and similar to the previous episode, this next one you're going to be listening to now is just a conversation. So, Johanna and myself were sitting in the office yesterday and we started throwing ideas around things we see on Instagram, upcoming trips, safari planning, logistics, influences, guys' rooms, cigars, whiskey, and we thought, hey, you know what, let's pick this up in the morning. So, we went into the studio and we just started talking. Now, this one goes from safari planning to young guides to having cigars around the fire it's a little bit of everything but i do think there is some especially if you're a younger guide or someone who wants to run safaris this one might be of value to you also if you're a guest i think it'll give you a nice idea of the industry and the mechanics well i hope so anyway we had fun with this one and i hope you guys enjoy it so here we go So, Johan, how has your Instagram engagement been the last while? Um, Looks not quiet. great. It's quiet. No, it's, it's quiet. I actually did, I did a little experiment. So, I had a, a video of those mating lions that did so well, um, I think it was last year or the year before. Oh, the one that turned you into a god in India? Yeah. So, yes. it, it went okay. 15, 15 million views on Instagram. On Instagram. And I put it on again about two weeks ago. And it's gone to 2 million... You loaded million. it again? Yeah. Okay. Just as a, as a real, just as an experiment. Yeah. And, and it got to 2 bar again. It got to 2 bar again. So, something, yeah, interesting. So, if you want, by the looks of it, if you want attention, have animals mating next to your vehicle. What, what is Krista always... Krista, Krista runs our social media content and stuff. She's staring at me through the window right now. What do you want? Yeah, okay. You're, you're live on podcast. You're doing something. Okay. It's, to get the memory it's very awkward there. for you, Hannah and I now, because we're talking on a podcast. Okay, bye. Um, what were we saying? I was listening to podcasts yesterday where they speak about Google and algorithms and search and how they manipulate you and, and, and. Mm. And they talk about the, the vir- viral videos. No. There is no such thing. No. Because they know if they want something to go viral for whatever reason it is, whether it's to sell something, to affect politicians, da 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 it's scary. Like, w- within 15 minutes of starting this particular podcast yesterday, I changed all my browsers. Yeah. No. I'm, I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? It is scary, man. But I think scary. I, I think people's attention, you know, where it was back in the day, it was pretty much Facebook and, and Instagram. And if you, if you split it up, you could probably say people's attention were at 50-50. Mm. Whereas, you know, now you've got TikTok, you know, oh my goodness, uh, Twitter's come back sort of to a degree for <laughs> certain elements that you need. Mm. Um, so th- th- there's... I think people's attention span is a lot shorter per sure. platform. Whereas yeah, I think in the past, people would maybe spend an hour on Instagram. Now they spend 10 minutes and they go 20 minutes onto TikTok and then... Yeah. It's it also even within the platform because now Instagram used to be a picture. Mm. Done. Yeah. There's my cappuccino there. No. Now you've got... Let's think about this. The feed, you've got reels. Yeah. There's videos. There's direct message. There's guides. There's live. Yeah. I'm missing something. No, the Story, uh, um, stories, stories and yeah. highlights. So there's eight things where you can go into Instagram and get lost in. Yeah. So if, if I post a little picture of my pug, mm. nobody's going to give a shit anymore because it's just yeah. there's too much. Yeah. But I'm, the engagement has dropped off for me in the last couple of weeks. Big time. Holy hell. I, I'm just thinking, I mean, for, I very rarely do I scroll feeds. I might go through stories. And I think that, that's personally for yeah. me where my yeah. attention is at. Let's kind of see what people How are How many doing. stories though? 
How, how long before you think, okay, stop? It depends on you know, who, it who it is. So I, I might, I, I don't go through my stories and, and watch them all one by one. I'll go through the profiles whose stories I want to I wanna go and see, you know, if it's friends or one of our guys in the field or something like that, then yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll go look at the stories. But, you know, then I'll have a quick scroll and um, Actually, you know, see if there's anyone advertising free stuff or anything like oh, that. Oh, yeah, no, get there. There's a lot of that shit happening. <laughs> That's the one thing that hasn't done on Instagram, funny enough. I'm just thinking, so I'll open, I look at my stories. There's four at the top. So I'll normally watch oh. those four. I might click through. Then I tend to go up towards my direct messages if there's anything. Yeah. I might not answer them, but I look, see if it's urgent. Yeah. And sometimes I stop there. I don't even go to the feed. Mm. But, but you know, I, I don't know where the, the aim is because I caught that. <laughs> Did you see that? Um, <laughs> it's, I think people use these platforms obviously for different reasons. Yeah. Some people just want to share yes. their pictures. A lot yeah. of our guests, yeah. they just want to share their pictures. They don't want to sell anything. It's just a way for them to get their work out there. Mm. Now, I feel sorry for those people because their engagement's dropping. All of our engagement's dropping. Yeah. People talk algorithm, this, that. Did you know, speaking about algorithm, Google changed their algorithm how many times a year do you think? Does Google change their algorithm? Oh, I don't know. About 3,000 times a no year. Worries. I was going to say like maybe 10 or 12 times a yeah, month. When, when they did well. this, I was listening to this. I'm like, okay, maybe like once, twice a month. 3,000 yeah. times a year, Google Jeepers. changes the algorithm. It's impossible to keep up. So how? How do you... So, so do you keep on chasing that because you literally can't or you just do yeah. your thing and carry on? Yeah. I, I said it with Matt the other day. We can't bitch and moan about it because it's a free platform. Yes. I'm talking Instagram. Yeah. Google's a whole different beast. I'm still paranoid by the shit I heard yesterday. Yeah. Anyway... Um, but I think it's why people use it. Why yeah. do you use Instagram? I think for me, it's, it's the advertising of the business that we're in, um, safaris and so forth. But also, I think to, for me personally, to have a bit of realness and a bit of my personality on it every now and then. You know, mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be, I don't want to have my own personal life day in and day out on mm-hmm. there. No. But every now and then, you know, I might share something. Like break, we're having a bribe or, or having break a cigar away with or the and a kids. whiskey or whatever. Yeah. Um, but... The, the the main thing is obviously to showcase what we do and, and to promote myself as a guide mm. and the business that we run. In, do you enjoy in the it? Safaris. Um, I do. I think you, you have to take a break from it. And uh. um, I think at, at this stage now, it's, you know, because there's so many people doing it now, um, it's hard to sort of stand out and, and to create something very unique because I think there's a lot of noise out there at the moment, especially from a safari point of view. There Jeez. seems to be a lot of people that have gone out there and, and started their own thing. So there's a lot of noise out there. So to stand out, I think you have to be, I think you have to be everywhere. But on, on Instagram, I think it's, I don't know how much people's attention are on there at the moment. I just, it's a funny thing because I think to myself, I used to enjoy doing Instagram a lot more. Because there was real engagement. If I showed me training and then I play with my pug, people would engage with it. Yes. And because of what you said, the, the, the attention now is so, so everywhere that I don't think people are even taking time, even if they're sitting on the toilet going through Instagram, to answer and say, hey, you have a cute dog or train harder or I train as well. That's, that's almost gone. Yeah. The, and the, but, but then on the flip side, I think for us, for you, me, and for the company, we don't need Instagram. No. Like if Instagram had to disappear right now, yeah. fuck whatever. Yeah, 
We can go Arizona. to YouTube. We've got this podcast. Exactly. We can go and see people face to face and do what we do. We yeah. can lean back into all of our safari footage and stuff like this. Yeah. There's a lot of people out there who have become so reliant on it yeah. to the point that they've changed who they really are in the real world in order to use the platform. Yeah. Write that down. Yeah. That was a good sentence. That was great. But it is Lucky true. we recorded that. Yeah, lucky. <laughs> Guys, reverse 10 seconds and listen. But it, it's the truth. Mm. People, I think people are trying, and because it's become so hard to get the attention and therefore to get inquiries and therefore to make sales, whatever industry it is, yeah. people are overcooking and overdoing everything to the point where if I had to meet some of these people in the real world, I'll ask them to shut the fuck up. Yeah. Because it's enough. Just yeah. stop. Yeah. And I think what makes some people still stand out, and I would like to think most of our guys here, I'm just going through my head, because it's still, it's authentic. Mm. Like Michael is in, in where's he now? I should know He's this. in Samburu at the moment. There it is. Yeah. And if I look at his stories versus some other people, safari stories, mm. Mike is real. Yeah. He's been doing that. That is what he does. If you're Mike, other people try and use gimmicks to get attention. Yeah. It's overcooking how amazing something is, or it's making jokes, or trying, it's trying to find hacks Instead of being real. Real, exactly. It's getting tiring. Exactly. Very and tiring. I also think, you know, like you say, I mean, we don't, Instagram is nice now while we have it, but I think a lot of people put a little bit too much emphasis on it that, you know, if <coughs> Instagram dies tomorrow, you know, then you're going to move on and, and at least be on something else and, and mm-hmm. you know, advertise your services there. So, you know, like a lot of these platforms, I think, go through their, their ups and downs. Mm. You know, I think TikTok was 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 a big thing when it started, but it's almost it's it's lost that fun out of it. Mm. No, it used to be the, the the dances and things. Now it's become it's, a whole new thing. It's, it's, it's when because TikTok was kind of on the growth. Then then uh, COVID happened. People were in their homes. All the dancers. I did it. Yeah. Like, I did it. Yeah. And that's when TikTok blew up and it got yes. attention. They're still big, but it's like uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Gary V said way back, Gary Vaynerchuk, um, or one of his, asked Gary V's many, many years ago, he said, and, and it comes from MySpace to Facebook to Instagram to yes. whatever's going to be next, marketers will ruin everything. Yeah. So, because the attention is on Instagram, all the marketers are going there yeah. and they're not being real. I yeah. wonder how many people of these influencers and even us, if you didn't have anything to sell, would you still be on the platform for a fun and creative thing? That's or is, the, or is yeah. the intent now gone? I can't get a free fucking shoe or a watch or a free stay at a lodge or anything like that. I, I can't get that now. Yeah. Would you still do it? Or would you actually live in the real world? Yeah. And make yeah. real friends and really exactly. meet. I, I, there's a, the, the whole psychology of the social media platform right now is very bizarre. Yeah. It's very bizarre. That's very interesting. And it's, I'm always blown away about the people that are used by a lot of these brands, you know, from lodges to whatever brands on, on all the platforms. You know, TikTok, I mean, we spoke about it yesterday. Some of them are 16, 18-year-old girls now selling things. And like, yeah. you, didn't, you don't know anything about life. You don't know anything about sales. You, how are you? I'm just thinking as myself, you know, if I had to have a, a company that sells these coffee mugs, you know, am I going to, are these the people that I'm going to be getting? I think it's a quick fix. I, I don't know if we, maybe, maybe we're missing something completely, but... Uh, I think I think it depends on the I think it depends on the influencer or the personality, and for example, some someone like Charlie D'Amelio, yeah. TikTok star. She was I think she's still one of the top two. That cabbie, that guy that does the how to fix things. You see oh, yeah, yeah. Um, like her, 
she's a brand and she's been there for a while. It's not just her on her own. She's yeah. got her whole family's involved. They've got a marketing manager. Da, 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 da. Mm. She's just launched her own thing called Social Tourist, which is like sportswear for okay. younger people. Yeah. And that's doing well because she's got the backup. Yes. So if, for example, you want to sell your coffee mugs and you could pay her rates, yeah. I think right now, in today's world, she might be relevant. Yeah. Is she going to be relevant two months from now? Her? Probably yes, yeah. because she's got the backup. But these single people, not yeah. single like alone, like single influencers, just them. Yeah. My, and I'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, so they might be very relevant for a short time. They make a shit ton of money and then they die. Yeah. I, I think with lodge industry as well, I think a lot of the lodges, and I'm talking from a South African or African point of view, yeah. a lot of the majority of the lodges do not understand influencer marketing. They do yeah. not understand content marketing. Yeah. Some of them do, yeah. not, not a generalization. It is a generalization, but there are the exceptions. Yeah. They want to try and jump on something. I think it's a knee-jerk reaction that they see an influencer online talking about a safari, yeah. and they're like, oh my God, let's get onto that. Yeah. Okay, okay, that's fine. But this influencer who's now talking about safari for this month or this week or the last two years, before that, they were marketing flip-flops in Fiji. Exactly. It's going to be how, relevant. How is the audience coming across? Yeah. Now, and this is something I spoke to Matt about, you get these 18, 19, up to 25 years old mm. offering, which I'm doing on the side, life coaching. Yeah. Sweet God. If you're in the States and you're 20 years old and you're a life coach, you haven't had a fucking beer yet because yeah. you're too young. <laughs> what are you going to tell me about life? Yeah. You know, it's just, it's such a bizarre thing. But the, 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 the lodges seem to just see there's attention on this person. Let's get them in to run a safari. Number one, not in can run a safari yeah. because there's a certain skill set which we have cultivated exactly. and we have experience in. But they just throw it in there. But yeah. next month, that person's going to be talking about this new protein bar. Yeah. Whoa. How does it? Am I missing something? Yeah. And uh, actually, and look, very, we're very passionate about this yeah. because it's a thing. Yeah. And we're on the. I don't want to say we're on the receiving end. Yeah. But it it pisses me off because it's our industry. Hundred percent. I was just about to say. It, I've got, and, and I know you don't, we, we don't have anything against guys that have paid their dues. You know, the oh, guys, not at all. guys that have worked at the lodges, there's some great safari companies out there, some great uh, private guides out there. So it's not, a, it's not a knock at them at all. But the thing that pisses you off is that, like you say, you, you've done the hard work. You, you started at the bottom, you worked at lodges, you, you cleaned cars, you, you did all of that shit. You did the maintenance, mm. you, you, you have the background. Now you've got people that have been on one or two safaris, Sometimes as as um, as guests or you know just as a we've had guests who've done this. We've, we've had guests who've done it, and now all of a sudden they've been on two or three safaris, and not only will they run their own safaris, mm -hmm. but they will then jump on their keyboard and tell you when you've done something wrong Ooh. in the in the field when they say that this wasn't ethical or that wasn't ethical, and for me that that strikes a nerve because. <laughs> I mean, I, I know all of our guys, you, you pride yourself, we're all very ethical and I mean, of course, for us, the animals... And the majority are, of guys out there are. Yeah. And the animals' well-being, of course, is, is first. But there's also, there's a fine balance between, you get some of these people that, you know, as soon as you drive and you, and you stop at a leopard, like, no, no, no you, 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 you're disturbing this animal. The thing's half dead asleep. He hasn't yeah. budged. And we've got to understand, I mean, <laughs> if, if we're going to be really technical, then we should, like, shut all reserves in Africa because as soon as we put a lodge there, as soon as we put a road there, um, a fence, whatever it might be, you've affected the animal's behavior. 100%. But now for these animals to survive, we've got to go there. We've got to, and that's where you, we bring the clients, we go there, you, you go on safari, 
that money is used to then pay for the conservation side of it, the anti-poaching, the, uh, the maintaining the roads, all of these things. You know, if if the endangered animals to get the vets in to dart them, so you've in order for people to return to Africa, you've got to create the best possible experience. So they say, mm. "Holy shit, this is amazing! I'm going to come back." Mm. And at times, that means that you know, if you stop and you say to them, "There's a leopard three and a half miles away," is that going to blow them away? Probably not. So there's a very fine balance of, you know. Keeping ethical from a sort of approaching the animal point of view mm. and also, you know, making sure that those guests are having an amazing time, they're having good sightings, they they see things that, that change their lives mm. that will bring them back mm. or at least, you know, spread the word. Yeah. So when people come on Instagram or Especially on Especially online because there's no context. There's no context. And to say, oh, you shouldn't be doing this, you've got no idea actually what you're talking about. You really don't. Um, and it, it's not even asking a question of, you know, why did you do it this way? Or, or, e- or even ask, hey, Johan, listen, this looks like an amazing sighting. It seems to me, yeah. from what I'm seeing, that this might be the case. Can you please explain more? Yeah. That's just being nice. Yeah. But people are dicks. They just go straight in. Yeah. You're wrong. Yeah. And no. that, I mean, we, I remember a long time ago, we, we wanted to bring the analogy of, you know, I've been to the doctor, but you sure as hell don't want me to do your medical no, examination. No, no, no. And that's exactly the same thing. You know? And I think people are taking the piss a little bit too much for the tourism industry, seeing it as a holiday job yeah. and thinking, well, you know what? I've been on safari. How difficult can it be? I, I sit in the vehicle. I just tell people that's a lion, that's an elephant. What value are you going to add when no. things go wrong? And that's something we've been chatting about mm. quite a bit with the logistics team yeah. and the support. But these, and often, and I'm talking about people who have been, and I don't, I don't know what the, it's an interesting, I was going to look this up, the kind of the psychology of after COVID, how people are engaging online, because for a long time, that was the only thing we could do, people yeah. went online, and everybody feels they've got certain power or a right mm. to comment on everything. Yeah. First of all, you don't, I mean, you're, you're 100% allowed to your opinion, Yes. but maybe just think about it for a second, yeah. because you look stupid sometimes. Yeah. But those same people who bitch and moan about things online, yeah. They're the ones that make happy wee-wees on a safari vehicle when the leopard climbs under the car. Yeah. So if the, you know what I mean? It's, it's just pick one. Yeah. You've got to pick one here. No, exactly. And I mean, they, if I don't know about an industry, I mean, say, <coughs> let's say something like, like a personal trainer. You know, there's no ways I would go to a personal trainer and say, oh, you know, these exercises you're doing are wrong or what you're teaching your people is, is wrong. No. <laughs> Who are you? Yeah. you? You've used one, but it doesn't make you nah. um, that professional. You know, Being I, a one or two safari doesn't make you a safari yeah. guy. I, I must be honest, and this is just on a sideline. For me, that's where I'm now. So I've started this coaching thing on the side. Yeah. And I'm edging in. Yeah. Like I've got clients which I'm working with, and I know I'm making a difference because they say so to me. Yeah. But I'm not going to jump online hmm. and go and point fingers at other people. No. I'm learning as much as I can because yes. I know what I can do is good, yeah. but let me, I can learn more. I can learn yes. more. Exactly. People don't think like that. No. Just, I'm going to go in. You're wrong. Yeah. Uh, okay. No. Maybe you need to get someone to give you attention at home. So exactly. You don't have to go look for it online. Exactly. It's like, what? Exactly. The, the whole thing with, with ethics. I mean, you, you've been kind of a proponent for this for a long time. Doing the ethical, the correct thing, and so on and so forth. Yeah. But, and again, it's that fine line. Hang on, let me say this correctly. It's the, the perceived fine line of doing tourism and conservation together. Yes. But on the ground... It is not such a fine line no. because we will never get into a situation on purpose yeah. which compromises the animal. If yes. we were to approach, it is always at the best. 
I've turned around going into a lion sighting from 200 meters because mm. you can check this female's upset. Yeah. Don't do it. Stay here. Yeah. If the people want to go, it is your your duty as the guide. Say, Sorry, Sarah. No, we can't. Yeah. And this is why. Yeah. Other times we've sat still and the lions, I mean, I've had a lion chase a young wildebeest into the car. Yeah. On Clodan War once, we had a lion oh, really? break her tooth oh, wow. because she hit the bumper chasing a reedbuck over the ridge. Yeah. Now, that's not my fault. No. We were there. And in yeah. some instances, what people need to understand, let's say, I don't know, what's a very rare species that we don't often see? Um, for pangolin, pangolin or aardvark, yeah. right? Let's say you're on foot, because some of these things you can go on foot for. Yeah. Tualu, for example. I'm going yes. there with Engen in April. Oh, really? Well, nice. we're waiting. If Tanya okay. can, Tanya, find the availability. <laughs> um, and he wants to do that because yes. that is what Tuolu does. Yes. They are professionals at doing that. Mm. Would I, if I see a pangolin in the Mara mm. with James and Jimmy, get everybody out immediately? Mm. Number one, you're not allowed to yeah. in the Mara. Number two, they are not specialists with that kind of thing. No. They know crossings. Yeah. They know that's a pangolin, but yeah. Tuolu does this well. Mm. Now, in instances, and I remember, I was in Tuolu with you many moons ago. Yes. And I remember at one stage, I was flat on my ground in that red sand. The sun was going down. Yeah. And we, we found this pangolin after tracking the thing for like five days. Yeah, those right? trackers are ridiculous. No, I thought we could track. <laughs> but I was flat down with my camera pointing around, And this thing walked closer than you are my, and behind grass. Yeah. So I lay dead still and I take my phone. Now, why don't I just jump up? Yeah. Because then I will affect the animal. Yes. Sometimes behaving in a certain way once the animal's gotten into a certain range yes. is more detrimental to the animal's stress. Yes. Sit still. Let exactly. it do. If I had to kind of move away and move fast, I could have gotten sick photos if I had turned my camera. Yeah. He was too close, so I slowly picked up my phone. He stopped, looked at me, and then he carried on. Yeah. And that's the thing. If a leopard comes and he sleeps a certain distance from the car, mm. then don't do anything. Yeah. Wait, let yeah. him move. Unless it gets stressful for you or him, then move. But he's now calm. Yeah. He's, de he's decided to come there. Exactly. But and people, there's no context online. They just see, you, you know the one, um, Jack on that one, the tracker. Yes. And so I'm saying, yes, yeah. The leopard underneath. Thing, if you guys are on TikTok, go and follow Wild ISA. Krista posted that on there. Yeah. It's basically a picture of Jack sitting on the front of the car, the tracker, yeah. and Masha Benny, Max. Yes. Sitting not a meter and a half in front of them, yeah. and they're both looking off in the same direction. That's it looks crazy. like they're best yeah. mates. Yeah. What do people do? And I kid you not, on TikTok, the discussion goes, You're all racists. Wow. We are racists because we put a black guy on the car. You really? Yeah. It's like, How? How? If you understand yeah. the industry, who works where, what, how, that tends to be what these guys do because they, they are fucking phenomenal at it. They're incredible trackers. But yeah. that's yeah. where people go. Yeah. And it's because there's no context. Yeah. They see a picture or a video of you doing something make, or whatever they post, and off they go. Yeah. No, it's 100%. You know, and I, I think I, I back us 100%. And it, like, you, you, don't, you don't get it right every single time. And I'll, I'll take an example, you know, something like, like night drives. It's, you know, the, the, there's, no, there's a very gray area when it comes to night drives. People want to do, people want to, you know, create images. And again, it's that conservation side of thing. I... I back myself 100% to, you know, give people 20, mm. 25, 30 minutes. And yes, you are going to influence the animal's behavior because there, there's nothing in nature that walks around with a bright light. No. Is it better than flash photography? I personally think so because the light's more even. Um, and how it's managed. And how it's managed. So, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that it's, it's not interfering with the animal. 100% it is. But it's, again, it's that balance. So mm. I'm happy to give people... 
you know, sometime until that animal really, I mean, you'll see when it gets irritated. And you as the guide can see it. I can see the it. The guest can't always see it. And I think that's where people, it comes down to, to trust. And unfortunately, I think with a lot of the noise that some of these people are making that don't have those qualifications, mm. the stuff that they portray online might be, you know, taking away people's trust from people that are going on safari. Because one or two Tom, Dick and Harry's do it wrong, everyone jumps on it, they've seen that, then they go into all videos that is something similar, mm. and they say, oh, this is all wrong. Yeah, you're guilty by association. Yeah. Mm-mm. The whole, I mean, and the spotlight thing, people want to do it because why? Oh, I want to experience the nightlife. That's cool, and I agree with you 100%. Let's get a couple of shots, bounce the light, okay, you already take a picture, boom, done, so you don't yeah. keep it there constantly yeah. for a long time, or you don't flash this thing. Yeah. But if someone really wants to experience it, okay, guys, Everybody, sit quietly, be quiet. We're going to turn the light off and just listen. Yeah. Hear the lions walking past the car, yeah. hear the buffalo Hear it tree. breathing. Yeah. Now it gets real. Yeah. But we can't share that on Instagram. Yeah. So I think the reason, the why, as to a lot of these things are blurred. Yeah. But with all of this, guiding, when to get out, how close to get, can I, if there's an elephant close to my lunch deck, walk closer? Yeah. Can I, if there's a pangolin and a toilet, go closer? Well, it's not for you to decide. Yeah. If you respect the environment enough, you will ask the man- excuse me, manager, your wild eye guide, ask the guide to come close, come with me or whatever. Yeah. But because people have been on two safaris, they think they know. Yeah. And the thing is, let's be in, in, in 100% transparency. We've been guiding. How long have you been guiding in the industry? Well, 16 years. Okay, so yeah. we've got close to 35 years of experience between just us and the studio here. Yeah. We still don't 100% know certain things. No. But we sure as hell have a better educated guest as most. Yeah. Especially guests. And that's where these people who, they go to one safari. That, this is like it. Let me think about this. Cappadocia, mm. Turkey. Mm. The place blew my mind. I'm like, what the hell? I haven't been to a place that, that, that had me in awe and I talk a lot. Yeah. And I had nothing. I'm like, what the hell? Mm. That's like me going there once, maybe twice. And now I'm going to run a safari to Cappadocia because I've been there twice. Yeah. You're going to ask me shit that I don't know. Yeah. So why then, apart from good looks and personality and sense of humor, mm. would you want me there? Yeah. What? I'm not going to be able to tell you about the underground things no. and why these things exist and, and, and. Yeah. But what I'm going to get right is I'm going to get for you to pay for me to go there. Yeah. And also... I've the, got a problem here. And also the problem is that you're going to go for your experience to and, and be blown away and be caught up in that moment so much... You're going to be forgetting about whoever's next to you. Yeah. You're going to be saying, shit, this is amazing. I'm going to be taking my own self. This is amazing. This is incredible. Look at the... And you're going to be forgetting about Tom who's at the back who's paid you how many thousand dollars to to be there. And I think it's the same thing that we... For us now, I mean, we've experienced a lot of things in the wild. I don't need to take a photo of a leopard walking past the vehicle anymore. I, I, I enjoy it. I still do. I don't need to. I can focus on you sitting there, coming on your first safari, your second or third Let safari. Let me hold your beer, you take the picture. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Or, you know what, if, if something goes wrong with your camera, I can give you my camera to take photos and sort your camera out while you're yeah. taking pictures and give you the memory card, whatever it might be. So just bear in mind that, you know, it, it, it's, I think it takes a, I think it is a trained skill to put other people's needs first above yours you know I, I know for a fact if we go to not if when we go to like canada or alaska those places people might say well it's gonna be your first time what we know 
what it means to the guest and mm. we also in the back of our mind know that we'll come back here again so whereas for a lot of these people it's like a, they don't plan two years in advance yes. it's, no. o- it's often like shit you know I haven't been on safari for a long time I really want to go but I don't want to pay for it huh? let me quickly get see if I can get four or five people to pay for my safari to go with them yeah. and then I'll try and guide them and, and I just I also, I also blame the lodgers because the lodger shouldn't, because that it is, it gets sold to the lodge under the pretense of I'm coming to host a safari. If you are going to a lodge to produce content for them as a collaboration or a trade exchange, be upfront about it. Yeah. Don't then use other guests to go to make it possible for you to create content for you, yeah. which you're going to use to sell you into the future. Yeah. The lodge thinks cool. Johan's bringing four guests. So that's covering it, and maybe we can do. There's too many maybes there. Yeah. There's an, there's a lack of transparency. Yeah. And it's I, I don't know. Mm. Again, what would happen in those situations if Instagram dies tomorrow? Yeah. What what then? Yeah. What, 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 what you still gonna are you still gonna host safaris if you can't benefit yourself? Yeah. We would. Yeah, yeah. It's what we've been doing for the last eleven years at Wild Eye. Yeah. It's not about the content. We don't go there to produce content. We use the time in the field to show people what it's really like, what a real safari should be like. Yeah. But I'm not going on any trip to produce content for Instagram. No. I've, no. I've had times, especially on big trips, your Svalbards, Canada, um, Mara sometimes, where I'm too busy yeah. that I can't and I would love to produce more content in the field, but you're too busy yeah. working. Yeah, exactly. So, exactly. and, and I've, I've had times, like now recently, I'm looking for reels to post. I'm going through my stuff catalog by catalog and so on and I'll get off oh there was this amazing lion kill once let me go and check I've got nothing of it yeah. I've got like two pictures once the guest but I've got no video or yeah. none of that not on my phone not nowhere yeah. and I'm like oh shit okay we'll move on yeah. it's not the, the the reason isn't to create content exactly uh, I exactly I don't know I don't know safari and traveling no, stuff and especially now talking about logistic stuff it's on, our, on the wildlife feed, we're going on a heavy push on logistics because we believe it's valuable, yeah. especially in today's world, especially yeah. right now. But uh, a one-man band who travels with the yeah. people, you've got nowhere back home, you've got to be on your phone in between. First of all, it's going to ruin your own experience, yeah. which, different discussion, but also your guests. Yeah. What is the safety blanket there? Yeah. I would not want to run a trip without this team. No. No way. No. Because number one, I'm too lazy on a trip. No. I don't want to go to my bed at 10 o'clock and have to answer four and a half hours of email no. and worry about checking the guests in for tomorrow and, and, yeah. and, and, and. That said, some guides just don't do that. Yeah. They just, hey, you're on your own, John. Yeah. Morning, have you checked in for your flight? Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> Fuck, I did. Yeah. Uh, no, exactly. It's like, what? And also, you know, how many of these guys think of emergencies? You know, if if something had to happen, you go walking and a buffalo hits you outside your your room, or you're one of your guests, or yeah, now what? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm speaking as a as, oh, a, yes, as, yeah, a, yeah. as a guest. You know, how are you getting out there? A lot of these places, the hospital is a long way away. You know, have you considered being medevaced? <laughs> out? You know, have 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 does that company or that person have any contacts do you do you even know them? what your guests allergies on yeah. pre-existing medical conditions are yeah no and it's you know do you I think something that we've been doing really well lately as well is 
preparing, getting the right guides, local guides to guide our guests. On the ground, yeah. On the ground. So wherever it might be, we know enough people to say, even if it's like a new lodge that we haven't been to, to say, Mm. speak to people in in the industry, guys, have you been here? Yeah. I've got photographic um, guests or, you know, I've got guests with kids. Who can I, who can I request? Whereas, you know, if you, if you come in blind, you don't know anyone. You just, and every guide is going to be amazing because you've had so few game drives. <laughs> you can have a guide that's there on his second week on safari and you're going to think he's the best guy no, you've ever had. This guy might be on the end of his six-week cycle. It's week 5.2. No. He's a meth addict. He didn't sleep last night. He's busy getting divorced yeah. and he's going to be your guide. Yeah. I might know one or two of those. No, I'm <laughs> And how, how, how do you, Manage how do you that then? interpret, well, how do you become that middle man do you, do you just take over completely? Which most people do because people it's an do. ego thing. Or do you just sit back and enjoy the ride and just yeah. go to free holiday on safari? And take your own be selfies that. and worry oh. about your own experience. Just out of interest. I mean, so so you, you're, you're head of our product development. Hmm. So I've had people in the past, England and those people have asked, regular guests, how do we decide where to go? What goes into it? So we've over the years got a safari creation document. Yes. Just run people through like from idea to actually when that trip goes live on the website. What happens there? It's not just a thing of, uh, let's pick a lodge. Hey, Mala Mala, uh, we want to take four guests with you next month. Here we come. Yeah. What, what does it entail? So I think for our, our scheduled safaris, it's a little bit um, a little bit harder and, and a little bit sort of um, trickier to understand. So our scheduled safaris obviously set dates, set departures, set number of people. So we've got a hold. We're already holding with some lodges 2023 and 2024. So you've got to build a relationship with those. Sorry, just for people, what does that mean? So we say, for example, if if we're going to take five guests on it, we have to hold five rooms because huh. majority of our guests are single travelers. And holding it means we've got to put money down? No, not yet. So th- that's where the agreement comes in. So we've um, so we, like, we've spoken to a place, well, a lodge in South Africa. I'm not gonna, I won't mention names. but um, And they this is for a trip in 2023, towards the end of 2023. They are happy to hold... Um, 12 rooms and then three guide rooms for us so it's, it's, it's a seminar three guide rooms for us up until January next year without without any, any deposits or anything because they trust us we've got that relationship that's so a lot of rooms it's a lot of rooms um, so you know it's definitely like a relationship with um, with the lodges so we would come to an agreement and say okay you know for the majority of our scheduled scheduled departures it'll be five rooms uh, four or five rooms and then usually one or two guide rooms mm. um, and, and then yeah holding that space uh, so it depends a lot of the lodges now especially for 2023 they'll hold it maybe up until mid to end of year but we're in contact with them the whole time. So we'll say to them, okay, we've got one person booked, we've got two booked, um, you know, we can start making payments. Do you payments. do that logistics team? Logistics, so Judy and Amor will do that. Otherwise, you know, once you're in the field, it's impossible to keep track of all yeah. of that. Um, and then once um, our hold space, we get the rates and everything from the, from the lodges, private vehicles we obviously need, conservation fees, park fees, uh, you know, laundry, if, um, or, or drinks, everything included. Um, so there's a lot of things that go in and I'll then put those papers together I'll send it over to Judy she'll do initial costing where she adds all the cost in transfers flights all of these things and then it will go to Laura who does the final costing and then we have to do the, the write up obviously that goes onto the website the pretty with, stuff with, uh, with the images and all of it so it, it I mean for one safari from like planning if 
there's nothing else happening in the office probably be but almost I think close to two weeks like the mm. whole the it's whole not process. a thumb suck no and, and do you and I'm asking this from a, from a kind of listener guide point of view guest point of view do some safaris get conceptualized that never makes the website yes why there, there, there's a lot um, what, what would reasons be that we do not take on a trip um, you know price often can sort of blow out of the park um, you know lodges that are very busy that can't get space. That can't, can't, are not prepared to hold um, rooms for for that period of time. It's often mm. you know that's why for private guided safaris it's easy. Have you got space? Yes. Okay. Cool. The guests have paid. Here's the deposit. Mm. Off you go. Whereas we as a company can't say okay, we're paying for five guests and you know, we might just get two no, or three. The risk there. is just too high. Um, so cost, uh, logistics, especially now you know travel restrictions, oh. and also um, you know the the sort of People's perception, you know, people, where would people like to like to travel? Mm. It's often, you know, feedback that we get from guests. Yeah, it's uh, it's what's out there. It's even like small things, like maybe documentaries. Sometimes, you know, nature might bring out oh, yeah. a massive documentary about. Um, well, the one we're looking at now, polar bear cubs in, yeah. at Nanook Lodge. Yeah, they showed in a certain way, but when and we have, you know, I start digging deeper. It's not what they made it seem. So we have to do our own homework. You've got to get in touch with the operators and yeah. dig it from there. So it's a real thing. Yeah. So it's often, you know, something like a big documentary goes viral. All of a sudden people say, shit, you know, we want to go there. So it's, it's also, you know, being aware of the trends. Mm. I think in Africa, we kind of know the safaris that do well for us. And, you know, with those having done well, we've now added new ones, which are very similar mm. in different countries. Maybe with a slightly sort of a bit of a twist. Uh. Um, so I think you know experience in Africa is, is a is a big deal. Mm. No, it is. I just you were saying something there about guide rooms and this and that. I'm wondering because uh, okay, let me ask you this question while I'm, I'm I'm talking out loud. Over the last since since COVID, the yes. trips you've done last year and so on. Yes. Okay. How often have you stayed in a guide's room or a guide's tent? I think last year. I'm trying to think when when I stayed in the guest tent. I stayed when I was in Bots. They were like that was just April, so it was very quiet. Luckily, mm. they put me in a guest room there. The rest of my safaris, guide rooms, all guide rooms. Now the question: yeah. a lot of people, and I've I've heard of, and not even influence people, like guides who become too big for their own egos. Mm. They demand to stay in a guest in, 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 in a guest room. Now either that cost has to be passed on to the client, yeah. which is ludicrous. Yeah. A guide's room, for example, at Mala Mala, I think it's like $50 a day. Yeah. Because we're a guide. We yes. work there. Now, I'm wondering, a lot of these people who are planning safaris have never really done this. Yeah. If you say to them, okay, listen, yes, I want to come. We, we can book the safari, but you as the specialist guide, which is what they probably would be called, you have to stay in a guest room, uh, in a guide room, and you eat at the, at the canteen. Yeah. Oh, shit. How am I going to take sexy selfies in my guide room? Yeah. Which, let's be honest, is half the size of the studio we're sitting yeah. in. Like, no, it's, I've gotten yeah. up and you bump your head on the other side of the wall. It, it, it's, <laughs> yeah. Some of them are small and yeah. shitty, but it's not why we're there. It's not your holiday. If no. you take a lot of these people who are wanting to go on safari, and this is the guide room thing you said, hmm. and you say to them, okay, guide room, and you can join the people. I've had lodges like this hmm. in, uh, where was this? In Zim somewhere. But you can, you can come and have drinks but then you have to pay for your meals if you want to eat with a guest. Yeah. Otherwise, you have the same food but back of house. Yes. Would you still be keen? 
Because if you are, if as an influencer or as a safari wannabe or whatever we call these people, if they are still happy to stay in a guide room yeah. and not the one with the view and the aircon and the fucking bathtub and, 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 yeah. and you eat staff back of house, yeah. if you still want to do it, then, then we're starting to get to a point of respect. Yes. Because now I know you are there for the experience of going out on safari. Yes. You are there for the experience of sharing experiences with your guests. Mm. 100%. It's a very interesting thought. 100%. I, th- I think, I mean, for all of our safaris, we, I mean, we, again, we get along well with the lodges. And they will always, if they've got a room, they'll put us in a guest room. But we always, every single time, quote on um, a guide room. Huh? I think the only thing that I would, um, for us, just because we're so awesome and entertaining, sure. is to pay to, you know, if, I'm trying to think, the only place I can think of is, is Tualu with the guides, the private guides pay them to join for dinner. But the yeah. majority of other places, I think... You can have dinner, but you go back to your, yeah, your guide's you tent. Yeah, you go back to your guide's tent. But for me, that's, you know, that, that's a must because that's where the entertainment happens, the stories, the unless it's in a family or like a yeah, But then you and the guide should decide. You know what? Yeah. I, there were lodges in the past, I and mean, you'll know, mm. where you as the guide, when you're driving, like when we were at lodges, yeah. there'll be a honeymoon couple and then Majesty, you have to sit with them on the first night. No. Dude, they're looking at each other with very different intentions. Yeah. They don't want me there. I don't want to get in the middle of that. <laughs> no, no. And then, but some lodges still, you have to have the dinner. So I think it's up to the management of the lodge and all then the private guide, yeah. such as us on a trip, to decide. Maybe, yeah. and, and look, anything can happen. Maybe there's a couple that you can see there's tension. Maybe you need to yeah. be there to, or maybe you leave them. Yeah. Maybe the group's jutting well. And for your own sanity, if you're doing six, seven nights, hey guys, have a great evening. I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. You're not relying on me. I'm no, there to exactly. facilitate. No, exactly. It's, it's, it's all of that. Is it, I don't know what, what your feeling is, but for me, I always enjoyed the, the lodgers that will say to the guy, you know what, judge your guest and then, you know, if they invite you, Decide then come to If I go with like my family or with friends, for example, I don't want a guide. No, he's, he's going to be like us, very funny and entertaining yeah. to be there. Otherwise, no. go and have your drinks. With your maybe, with the exception <laughs> being if it's like a big boma and they do those communal dinners, no, sure. then you know have the guides in. But if it's a private thing, everyone. But if it's a private thing, I don't want you sitting next to me. Oh, well, you know, then I've got to. I want to talk to you about UFC. Now I've got to talk to you about okay, how long have you been working here? It's the same questions we get all the time. <laughs> What's your like most embarrassing moment? The scariest Where you moment. Where from? Yeah. yeah. How you almost have that script that you can, okay, what questions coming up next? Can, yeah, you can, you can call yeah. it. I, I, might be, I mean, I'm just thinking, from a, from a travel point of view, I can't remember the last time I went into a lodge, I mean, or camp or whatever, where I always go in expecting to stay in a, in a guide's tent. Yeah. Always. That's my expectation. Yeah. And sometimes it sucks because sometimes it's mana pools, it's 149 degrees Celsius outside and it's humid yeah. and they've got a fan about the size of this coffee cup that's supposed to keep you warm. Yeah. But the guests tend to have aircon. Yeah. So, but it is the thing. It's that is part of work. Yeah. So that's, I, I think that's just the mentality we, we go. I was in Mala Mala with Linda in, Linda, I should know this, November last year. After, yes, after she was with yes, you. Yeah. And they had me in the guide room. Yeah. And then they, there was some change to their bookings hmm. and the manager came to me one night at dinner or the next morning and said, listen, do I want to be upgraded to a guest room? Because they've had a change and there's one available now for the rest yeah. of our stay. Yeah. My first thing was, you know what? No, it's fine. I've got to pack my shit in then. Yeah. Not, not much. I mean, I had my toothbrush out. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, too but, much of an effort. Yeah, but they insisted, no, 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 please. So I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. 
And then I go into this guest room, which was pretty cool, mm. and I use this much of it. I, yeah. I use like a little corner. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It, it's a nice to have, but it's not a... But it cannot be an expectation. No. It cannot be the reason you and I or any guy decides to go to the place because I'm going to live in a fancy room. No. If you want to live in a fancy room, pay for it yourself. No. Go with your wife, go with your girlfriend, your boyfriend, whatever it takes, yeah. but then make it about you. Yeah. And if you are going to... Uh, we've, we've done content for lodges. Mm. We've gone to lodges to do content for them. Yes. We're not hiding it under the guise of, oh, we've got guests here and... No. Because one is going to suffer. I Either my guests are going to suffer yeah. or the content's going to suffer. You cannot do both. I think using, using guests to do content, I think, is bullshit. It really is. Because it's not... Because we're so passionate about the industry and like it's also, you know, you, you, you play with people's experiences. For some, it might be a once in a lifetime experience. Sure. You're taking their money, I think, for your, for your own sake and your own um, content or, um, you know, glory, whatever you want to call it. I think it's just, it's so wrong. Mm. It's so, so wrong. It's just sad. And Instagram, just because I can get more likes if the leopard is closer. Mm. I can get more likes if the elephant is drinking from the pool and I'm sitting with my gin and tonic outside mm. and looking, whatever. It's, it comes down to that. I wonder if people have, <laughs> there's this meme, right? You must've seen this. And it's, it's like, it's an old one where there's a picture of, it looks like it's some parade going past. And there's a picture of the crowd behind a beam looking at the parade. And all the people have their phones up and there's one old lady in the front. She's just leaning on it and looking at it. And it's something in the line of, have we as a society forgotten to live in the moment? Yeah. Because everything is, I'm going to take this so I can post it later. I'm going to take this so I can post it later. Yeah. I'm going to video myself with this lion so I post it later. Mm. I've, I made a big decision halfway during last year. I, I went off Instagram for a couple of weeks, months yeah. even. But since then, I'm not even posting close to what I used to. No. Because sometimes I want to live in the moment. I'm going yeah. to Mabula this weekend. Okay. Um, family thing. Next weekend, I'm going to Hoodspray to visit Phil. Yeah. And like I was chatting and I was saying to him, listen, I might not even bring cameras. Yeah. I am going to tell people just enjoy it. that there's no signal. Yeah. So I can just live in the moment. Exactly. If I, and if I see something cool and I want to photograph it, it's because I want to photograph, not because I think it can get likes. Yeah. We are so messed up with the whole thing. Absolutely. It's Absolutely. bad. 100%. You know, and it's, you often work yourself up so much, you know, going to a particular place with a particular sort of uh, image or perception of what, what the experience is going to be in your head. Mm. That if you don't get it, we're often so upset, but you still had an amazing experience. You know? And yeah. if you do get an amazing sighting, okay, you get a photo, then what? Yeah. That, that photo is not making you money. It's not changing your life. Yeah. Some people might not even post on Instagram. If you do and you get 50 likes... A week later, everyone's forgotten about it. But that's yeah, the so thing. what's the... Think, okay, let, let's do an exercise. When did COVID start? March 2020, 2020 somewhere. Yeah. Let's go to the previous year, Mara no, let's, let's not go back there. <laughs> no, let's go before then. So, so look at the Mara then. We hosted Mara Weeks. You have three yes. or four weeks. We do that. Think of any of your Mara Weeks, the very or your entire season in the Mara that year. What is your best picture that you took then? You posted it then thinking, oh my God, I am basically a photography legend. I walk on water with my camera. That, yeah. that's, where's that picture now? Somewhere way, down, way down my feet. 400 times, you'll <laughs> yeah. find it. But in the moment we think, oh my God, this is going to make me, someone's going to buy this print. No. If, if that is your intent, if you want to sell a print, make that your thing. 
Yeah. And then go to the trip with the intention of, and tell you, Jan, yeah. I'm here with you because I want to have a couple of beers with you and a lot of whiskeys and a few cigars every night mm-hmm. because it's cool. But also I'm looking for something to sell. Yeah. First of all, your own mindset is then one of, okay, cool. I'm here to work almost. Mm. I'm here to get the shots. I'm going to have beers with you in between, so that's yeah. fine. But that's, and you as the guide understand why I'm there. Exactly. I'm then going to say to you, listen, that shot you have, not really, but this might print better. Exactly. But it's that intent of why are you there. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, maybe now after COVID is different, but people don't always know why they're on safari. Yeah. Are you here for your pictures, for the experience? Because if I say to you, put your camera down, you get miffed with me because now you're going to put your camera, you're not getting yeah. a shot. And if I speak to you afterwards about, did you see the amazing sunset? No, because you'll be hungry. Yeah. Why are you there? Absolutely. And I think for me, like last year, the, the most beautiful moment, I think, for of all the safaris I did last year was we're in the Mara. We just came from northern Serengeti and it was the a second or third afternoon. Left camp 3.30, got straight peninsula, literally sat there for 10 minutes. Massive crossing went down for yeah. half an hour, 40 minutes. From there, drove up to the uh, peninsula tree and we all had beers. Uh. And uh, we still had probably a good hour and a half, maybe two hours that we could photograph. Guests were yeah. happy and it was, it was a beautiful thing. It was beers, <laughs> it was photos, the, the staff you know, being amazing. We had Dixon then brought snacks out. It was incredible. And I think that was, I've seen, I think that that moment will almost stay with people longer than the crossing yeah. itself. I've got one very, did they bring those roasted nuts and samosas? Not, I didn't get samosas. Just, just samosas at camp. You got special wait. treatment. No, 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 I didn't. That's why I would have been, no, no, no. We, you got it. No, we had like um, that uh, nuts, dried food, but they, Tenko went all out. I mean, we asked um, <laughs> Jimmy when the crossing was happening. Said phone Dixon. Bring food. <laughs> like we're gonna like after this. I mean, where do you go after that? You're gonna yeah. be. And I think it's also this is a different side of the topic. But I think as a guide, it's very important to know when to stop when it's high, and not hit it on a. So no, let's keep on following the leopard. Follow him more. Yeah. Follow him more. Follow him more. He's in the bush. We're not gonna see him. No, but follow him more. He's behind grass. But follow him more. Yeah. Follow him. Stop. Yeah. Just stop. Exactly. You you've had. We've had amazing crossing, dust, everything, crocs. This is amazing. The guests are, the highs are just through the roof. Mm. If you now go and carry on your drive and go look for something, look for something else, now you don't see anything else for the next two hours. Now you've taken that high and it's just gone straight mm. down again. Yeah, you got that high, go straight to camp, through the campfire, get 10 exactly. kids to bring the food out, yeah. So we got that high, but I mean, we sat up at the peninsula tree, people on a high, they're now taking photos, they chilling with yeah. the staff, they seeing the sunset, they, and then from there it goes to camp, but it's even another high, you know, now it's around the fire. It's, it's managing just, that process. It, it just takes that experience to the next level. Yeah. I think that also, I think it's a bit of, comes with experience yeah. and. But, but, but seriously, talk about these samosas. Yeah. Because Joseph's samosas are amazing. That, the samosas and the chapatis. The chapatis oh, the oh, last night with a with a um, goat curry. Goat well, curry. It's, it's lamb curry, but not goat. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my hat! I could literally have those chapatis and the curry every single day. That, so I mean, what's your favorite day meal wise? The goat. Okay, the goat is special. Goat's People nice. listening. Oh, I can't eat a goat. No, you can. It's really it good. The best goat you ever had. But for me, the second night with nyamachoma with barbecue. Oh yeah. There's something. Can't and look, grow. quite honestly, can we get better? Steak here, sure. Yeah. Lamb chops, probably. Yeah. 
Burevors, the sausage they do there is pretty good. Mm-hmm. But if we go to Delft or to Impala, we can get better meat. Yeah. But there's something about being there, there on the bank, you're getting it off the fire, you're sitting there, hippos calling. Oh, it's beautiful. Have you ever had a vegan at that barbecue? What do they do? Uh, I can't think I have. We had a vegetarian... Because the can can yeah, cater for we had, it. We had a vegetarian. I'm just wondering I'm about that what barbecue they, night. I think they they brought some stuffed peppers uh, the one time. I actually had one of those. They were really good. Yeah. And I don't know what else they did with it. I think. don't know where you want to go that route. No. <laughs> what, did I, what did I hear recently? I, I was watching a comedian. I think it was Jimmy Carr or something. He's filthy. Yeah, he's like... His, no, new, his new Netflix special called His Dark Material. He's brilliant, though. Like, he's so like, I, I don't get shocked or offended very easily. Yeah. I had moments where I was close. I'm like, dude, you do no, not just say that. But he was saying something about vegans. Um, oh, they, they, whenever they come into a conversation, it just stops. So the only thing that a vegan kills is the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so, apologies to all the vegans out there. Blame yeah. Jimmy Carr. But the, the thing is, I mean, I think people who come on an experience like that, knowing what they know about the camp and about us and the company, they come in with open mind. Yes. They know we're not going to have... I don't even know how to say this next one. So there's there's five types of meat. Mm. We're not going to have five types of vegetable. Wow. No. But there is. There's they can chicken for the vegetarians. Sure, chickens <laughs> like salad. Man. So, so yeah, I think it's just an open an open mind, which which is what this game's about. Yeah, yeah, and it's look. I, I think Amara Camp is a, is a classic example of that. You don't need all the bells and whistles and, um, you know, the most expensive whiskey or. Well, I mean. Oh, it's nice, <laughs> but like a, a good you know, Johnny Walker black label around the fire, couple of blocks of ice, hippos, and then hyenas and things calling. And for me, there, there's something, there's a bit of magic that happens around that fire circle. You know, mm. People, people sit there, and I think they, they, their minds go to a, a different place. It's also, and, and I think one used it to way back. I wrote about the campfire code. Mm. It's a thing. Mm-hmm. So, for example. In the morning, I, I get up very early. Yes. So I go to the campfire specifically to have my own time. Yeah. And then sometimes guests come in as well. Now, if they understand the campfire code, that's fine. Yeah. Which means I'm sitting there, I'm having my coffee, I'm staring at the fire. Yeah. You come in, you say good morning. Morning. Yeah. You have to read the environment. Yeah, don't ask me about flight logistics. Don't just stop talking. <laughs> no, don't just stop talking. Respect the campfire code. Yeah. That if someone's staring, your 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 duty according to the campfire code mm. is to come and get a coffee, yes, and sit down and mimic the first person who was there. Yes, if they want to talk, you can talk. Yeah, but if they're staring very deeply into the fire, you do that. Yeah, exactly. It's not a question. You have to do the exactly. same thing. So listen, if you with your hand on our campfire, these <laughs> yeah. things mean something. Yeah. In the evening, same thing. Yeah, if people go to the campfire. We have drinks. They go to dinner. A lot of people then go to bed. I sometimes go back to the campfire yeah. with the whiskey. Yeah. And I'll talk to Dixon about it, but it's soft talking. It's like yeah. not it's not the energetic campfire that you just come back from drive. Yeah. It's quiet. It's kind of somber. It's very serious, but in a good way. I'm I'm thinking about places I haven't been yet and I'm missing people I haven't met yet. Yes, exactly. Fuck, how good is that? <laughs> anyway, but that's the mood, right? Yeah. Now, don't you come in there and start talking lightroom immediately. Yeah. Mimic the behavior of the person who was there. Yeah. Get a whiskey, sit, mm. enjoy the moment. Take the lead from the first campfire person. Absolutely. And then if it starts developing, then it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Where no, does the shit go? Yeah, 100%. It's, it's a thing. It, it's, it's so true. And I think like a few years ago, I did oh, a... Sorry. I wonder if some guests are listening to like, oh, I fucked up. <laughs> 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 I 
no. I, I did a podcast, I think, probably about two, three years ago, but it was The Art of Saying Nothing. Oh, yeah. And I think it's, you know, for, for, as a host, but also as a guide, you know, you, you don't need to rattle off stuff the whole time. Yeah. It is okay to sit in a sighting and be quiet for oh, heaven, yes. half an hour, 40 minutes. Like, there's, there's been so many times where a guide is like, there's a lion that gets to 10 or 12 years old, weighs this much oh. gestation, and this is this one's mom. We actually been sitting there for like 25, 30 minutes, and there hasn't been a second of silence. And people are not, they're behind the camera as yeah, well. They're, they're just not, looking. They're not paying attention to you. Or they're trying to take a video and just can't get you to shut up. Quiet on set. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's... Um, I think it's those moments, and you said the campfire. There's something that happens, and and the 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 the, the sum is greater than the whole. What's that thing? The, the sum of the parts is greater than the whole. Yeah. It's the quietness after dinner. It's as the camp starts going to bed. Mm. It's having your whiskey, whatever it is. It's having someone there that echoes that mood. It's just mm. sitting there. It, it's you can't explain it to someone. You can, and we I've got pictures. I can show you a picture on Eastern Campfire. Yeah. But it's not even close. But you have to respect the code. Yeah. That's big. Yeah. Like, I want to... I mean, you and I slowly, slowly getting into cigars. I'm going to show you something later. Um, we should still do that cigar club, I think. Once a week with the whiskey. 100%. But I... From from this year, every safari... And for people who are listening who's going to come on safari, if you have cool cigars where you come from, bring them along. Yeah. At the end, amazing. the last night of every safari. Yeah. Cigar. Quiet cigar after everybody's gone to bed. Yeah. And if guests bring cigars, they can join us. Yeah. If not, you've got to go to bed. You're not going to smoke it. We're going to smoke our cigars. But, but, but that, it's, that's, no, it's also, absolutely. that's paying attention. It's something that I enjoy. Mm. I'm going to sit there. I'm probably going to have a, an expensive whiskey once yes. off. If I have to pay for it at the lodge, that's fine. Yeah. Their prices are insane. Well, otherwise, we can just put it on our social media and promote how amazing the whiskey oh. is. And I can get a sponsorship from Lagavulin. Lagavulin, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, it's that, that kind of stuff. And, it's, it's, and the reason I'm doing this is because doing what we do and I think a lot of people who are getting into the industry don't always get this after a while and please the next thing I'm saying don't take this wrong yeah. I'm not ungrateful or anything like that I'm not gaining blase about anything mm. but the longer you do this yeah. even before I say so it's not like the magic goes away but I cannot let's say for example I now go to Siberia yeah. And I see a Siberian tiger in the snow. Mm. My physiological response mm. is going to be way higher than me seeing another lion. Yes. Am I grateful in the field with a lion? Fuck yes. yes. It beats a nine to five. Yeah. I hate spreadsheets. Yeah. Okay. But I need to do what I need to do for me. Yes. In order to also have those magical moments. Yes. For me. Yes. Because a lot of and for young guys listening, pay attention. A lot of the stuff you do is based on experiences for the group or for the person you are working with. Yes. Now, the sacrifice we make, and now we're suddenly getting very real. Yeah. The sacrifice I make is that I'm not going to get the shots I want always. Yeah. That's okay. I'm happy for that. Yeah. Because looking in someone's eyes, knowing that they just got it, that does it for me. Exactly. The idea is to make sure that their room is what they wanted. Yeah. And it's more than they wanted. Yeah. Is the conversations, the moments. You're creating moments for everybody else. Mm. And the co- everything in life has a cost. Yeah. The cost for me is I might sleep in a guide's room. Yeah. Or I might mm-hmm. not get the shot and, 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 and. So this, for me, is a way that I want to just, for me, at the end of a trip, kind of pat yourself on the back and say, you know what? That was real. Yeah. I know I gave Linda or Engen or whoever these people are mm. the best time that I could. Yeah. But now, 
Now I'm going to be selfish. How long has this you got? 45 minutes to an hour and a half. Yeah. I'm going to be selfish for that amount of time and just do me. Mm. At the campfire with a cigar and a lagavulin. You can sponsor us, phone us. <laughs> but that's real. Yeah. That's real. I'm not going to try and compromise the guest experience by trying to live it myself. Yeah. I'm going to keep that separate because then it means more to me and I can focus on them. Mm. And, and anybody who's listening to this last couple of minutes thinking that's a bad thing, no. listen again. It's real because guys getting into the industry often are, they're enamored with the romance and yeah. with the beauty and this. It is hard work. It's very tiring. Being well, in the it, field. it should be hard work. 100% if you're doing it right. Yeah. But therefore, you cannot be upset, and we are, if you sometimes don't get a shot. Yeah. If I ask you now, what is the last shot that you missed that you, you should be able to think of something yeah. immediately. But it's fine. I'm not defining no, my happiness sure. or my professionalism or my business or my social media profile by getting the shot. No, exactly. I define that by being what people need in that situation. Is that, is that yeah, wrong? Yeah. yeah, no. No, that's exactly right. In fact, I would, I would, because the majority of the time, you know, people, our people go, you know, they don't stay up until 12, 1 o'clock, whatever. For the, uh, not every night, but a lot of the nights I will have my glass of wine or whatever, either at the campfire or at the room. Yeah. Just as a sort of like a debrief after the day and sort of just like breathe, breathe out. Cool. What are we going to do yeah. tomorrow? Get ready. I've, I've had that. Exactly the same thing where, and, and let's say you're on, especially if it's a long trip. Yeah. Seven, eight, nine, 14 days. Some mm. of the trips south of Angles, they go long. Yeah. Right? Where... After, for example, because the first couple of nights you're there, you, you're creating the baseline, this, that, the other. And a couple of nights later, I'm thinking, okay, cool. When everybody goes to bed, then I'm going to have a whiskey at my, on the deck if there's a fire or not, just to sit there yeah. and just to zone. Call, yeah. it, call it safari self-care if you want. Yes. Okay? But then you realize the guests are going to keep chatting. Yeah. And they're in a happy space. Yeah. Go to the barman. Listen, dude, get me a whiskey ready. I'm going to go to my room. Yes. On my way, grab it, sit outside the room, do me. They're happy. I've done what I need to do there, but yeah. I can do me on this side. Yeah. And I think that the moment you mature as a guide yeah. and a safari guide, that's the moment you think, okay, cool. Now you can do it for the long run. Yeah. Now you're not going to burn out because exactly. Fokmar, I was going to see lions every day, but now I only have to work with people. Yeah. Uh, yes, that's what it's about. Yeah. And I think that moment where you can realize that, yo, how's this going? Yeah. But this is real for the people. Yeah. And if you are just planning a safari for yourself and you're taking people with, or you as a new guide want to go on private safaris in order to get to Kenya and to Tanzania, your reason is wrong. Yes. Your reason is wrong. Yeah. And it's when you, when you get that, the maturity as a guide to understand when you can leave your clients mm. in order to be with yourself, yeah. that's longevity. Yeah. You've traveled, how many days did you do last year? Uh, probably 150, 160. And you did one six or seven week stretch? Yeah, one, one was, I think, five, six weeks. Yeah. yeah. Now, at the end of that, towards week four and a half, five and six, yeah. did you take more time for yourself on a trip? Um, I think I just, I, I balanced it a lot yeah. better. Um, but that's the maturity. But I think... And, and experience. It's, and it's also, I think it's so, it's so relevant to, or so important to be who you are. Now, mm. I'm, I'm not a, I can host, I can entertain, but I'm not a lovely person that can speak for hours on end. You know, no. that's, I, I enjoy sure. quiet time. Even at home, every night I'll, yeah, you know, yeah, might yeah. be um, outside on a veranda or wherever, that even if it's a half an hour quiet time, you need that. Yeah. In order to be able to give your best, because otherwise you become, 
you, it becomes a fake. Um, it becomes fake hosting if, if, if that makes sense. But also, I think if you fake host and you gotta you gotta go deep in yourself to fake host because we're not going to drop that certain level. Mm. It's not fair on the people. No. But more than that, it's not fa- fair on you. Yeah. You're cutting down, and we can go the mental health route, but not now. Yes. But you're cutting down on yourself. Yeah. Where you get home and you're grumpy and upset because I, I had to be fucking with these people all the time. Da, da, da. You have to have that balance. Yeah. You cannot. And also, when you do your own time on these trips, when mm. you take a time away to have a whiskey, have a cigar, whatever the case might be, yeah. I'm not going to post that on social. No. That's me. Yeah, no one I'm not going to use the time away from guests. That's my time. I don't want to be on social then. Unless we've got sponsored the cigars. Or Lagavulin. Or Lagavulin. <laughs> <laughs> Very different story. The emails are jerry at wild out yeah. no. But no, it's a, it's a real thing. I think there's, there's a lot more. And in, the, in these logistics videos on the wild out feed we've been putting out recently, it says there's a lot of stuff happening behind the scenes planning a trip that guests do not need to know about. Yes. If, 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 if I... When would I... Okay, uh, I went to New York a couple of years ago. And after the marketing part, I stayed on and we went to a hotel. I paid for that. Yeah. I didn't, didn't. I paid for all of that, saved up for a while, and we did that. I don't care how and where they wash the washing. I don't care yeah. how the coffee gets to my room. I don't care. Yeah. You're selling me a, a, a dream. Give yes. me that. Don't give me all that shit. Exactly. And that's as well is... A lot goes more goes into guiding than I think a lot of guests and young guides and influencers and whoever else more than they think. Yeah, it's not going there, going on the vehicle, enjoying the holiday, and posting selfies. No, it's not. And it I shouldn't th- be. Hell no, because then you need to pay for the trip yourself. Yeah, if you're paying for a trip with someone like that, you're doing it wrong. But you know, the, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, and also, and it's funny if. If I pay for a trip to go away, I don't want to pay because that's my time. Yeah. I don't want to be on social then. Yeah. I might share a picture of a, a beer with the sunset. Yeah. And the only reason I do that is because I feel in that moment I want to. I'm not doing it because of following or reach. Most yeah. of the time people probably think of this last weekend. Yeah. We need to go to this place. Istanbul Kebab in Melrose Arch. Mm-hmm. Great Turkish restaurant. Saw it on Instagram. The, the, the food was amazing. The value for money is great. And I posted some stuff from there... Just because I, I actually wanted to. I'm like, fuck, this is cool. Yeah. Posted it. And then I tagged Engen, who's a Turkish client of ours. And I, and I had a lot of the same meals with him. Yeah. That's why. There was a reason for it. I wasn't just posting it just because, oh my God, look, I'm having breakfast in Johannesburg. Now Cape Town, Durban, lunch. Now, yeah. no. It, it, right. It's, why live in the, you're not living in the real world if you've got to worry about the fucking angle of the light on your bacon and eggs. Yeah. Exactly. And you can get a bit chocolate. <laughs> no. Yeah. Anyway, mm. it's real. That, that's very real. It's real. Actually, what? so motivated right now. <laughs> I want to go and sit outside and have coffee and look at four ways from the sunsets. Got some luck of women. Luck of women. Actually, I haven't had one of those for a while. What whiskey do you have at home right now? Uh, monkey, monkey shoulder. Huh? Monkey shoulder. I've got some naked grass as well. Naked grass. Hmm. That's the one Mike brought that other time. Grant, Grant, Grant yeah, it was Grant one. Yeah. Is that the one with all the, like, it looks like wood chips and stuff inside? No, that's some other fancy, that was quite a, like a sweet one. Oh, I thought that, yeah, because Grant brought that as well. Yeah. Is that the night with the bride in the rain? Yeah. And we tried to drink <laughs> all the whiskey. It was pouring. And we tried to drink all the whiskey that night. Did we actually bry in the end? We did bry. Did we eat? Sure, we did. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great I, know, I did know we finished all the whiskey. Oh, 
It, it was the time yeah. when uh, you know, Grant Marcus from Mandique came to visit and Johan, Michael Laubsch and Grant and myself came to my house, we had a braai in the rain. I'm talking like torrential rain. Yeah, and I think we tried to finish all the whiskey in Gauteng. Yeah, Grant was very thirsty. He forced us. Grant's normally thirsty. Yeah. <laughs> Grant? <laughs> anyway, um, cool. So if anybody has questions, they know where to get hold of us. I'll put all the details in the descriptions. And um, yeah, we'll do this again sometime. Yeah. Real. Is there a lesson to take home or no? Just leave it to that. I think just, you know, like we said now, just have a look at what's out there from a safari point of view and just choose very carefully who you're going with. It's your money, it's your experience. If you're going to make it a once in a lifetime thing, and even if you're not, make sure you choose the right option. Value for money. Mm. That's it. And a team with logistics. Oh, I was actually talking to someone yesterday about, what was I talking about? Oh, she was talking about therapists and Mashiba go see one and this, and this is expensive and this is not expensive. And I said to her, with anything in life, it's like if I'm going to go and get a personal trainer, mm. some personal trainer might charge me two and a half thousand rand an hour, yeah. but it's worth yes. it. Yes. Others might charge me a hundred an hour yeah. and I'm wasting my time and my money. Yeah. It's the perception of value which leads into true value and that's what you need to do. Yeah. If you drink a bottle of Harrier, you're going to have a headache in the morning. Yeah. Lagavulin? you're going to feel okay. Okay. So if anybody wants to send us some Lagavulin at the office, <laughs> we would greatly appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. Anyway, Johan, thank you so much. We'll thanks do this you. again sometime. Awesome. Thanks, uh, guys. Guys, thanks for listening. Cheers. Bye. Yeah, cheers. And there you go. As always, if you guys have any questions, jerry at wildeye.co.za or johan at wildeye.co.za. You can find us on Instagram, Johan Fun Sale Photography or Jerry Finnevolt. Look for us on Instagram, and if you have any questions, get in touch. As always, guys, thank you for listening. Thank you for lending me your ears. I will chat to you in the next episode. My name is Jerry. I'm from Wild Eye. Have a good one.